Hello and welcome to the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. I'm your host, Amy Hager. The Trump infrastructure plan was released a few weeks ago, and we wanted to break it down for our listeners. So with me today is Jimmy Christensen, VP of AGC Government Relations. Welcome, Jimmy. Thanks, Amy. So to say the least, the plan is getting conversations going and seems to be very thought-provoking. But just so we understand, this is just a plan and the details will be worked on before it's voted on by Congress, right? That's correct. There's This is a plan that's been put out by the administration. It's 53 pages, so it has got quite a few that's a bits lot. of detail. <laughs> um, so it's not quite an outline. It's a little bit more substantive than that. However, it's not written in... Uh, statutory text or legislative text. So Congress ultimately has to uh, do a lot of hard work. So tell us about the process. How is Congress going to act on this? And when does it take years, months, weeks? Will we see something before the end of 2018? Uh, we hope weeks. And if if, any, if we have our druthers, uh, 28, the end of 2018, we'll have a, a beautiful brand new infrastructure package. I used with the, a bow on it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but the the issue here is that there are many different avenues to get to the end of the, the finish line. And we have Congress just enacting a bipartisan budget agreement uh, a couple weeks ago. In that agreement, they they agreed to spending $20 billion and spread out between fiscal year 2018, which is now, and fiscal year 2019. So $10 billion a year on infrastructure. That's technically considered outside this plan, but there may be avenues for pieces of the president's proposal to be included in that bipartisan budget agreement. They're going to, they being Congress, will have to act on that on March 23rd because that's the next time the government might shut down. And if you recall, the government has shut down a a couple times in the last few months uh, because Congress has set these artificial deadlines. And as a result of that, they actually have been getting some things done that are positive. And I mean, even in the last time around, they passed uh, disaster aid for all of the various hurricanes and, and disasters and fires in 2017 that included at a minimum $22 billion for direct federal construction. And if you extrapolate a little bit based on money to FEMA and HUD through grant programs, it's probably a whole lot more than than that. So we're already seeing an uptick in infrastructure funds from the federal government in just the first quarter of this year. So the next step as far as the infrastructure plan is to take pieces of that and go through the traditional committee process. Hearings start the first first and second weeks of March in the House and the Senate. This is a proposal that will fall in the laps of many different committees in Congress. It's not necessarily going to be a few hands walking this through. It's going to be a lot of people. So it will involve an extended amount of time, but there are opportunities along the way to enact small pieces of it. I would be shocked if we see a larger package enacted all at once, um, but we just want to see as much of this enacted as soon as possible because you might recall this is an even-numbered year, and in even-numbered years, it's an, also an election year. Mm-hmm. So it gets a lot more difficult to do anything as we get closer to that uh, that Tuesday in November. A 
a lot of pieces have to come together for this, it sounds like. That's absolutely true. So then, what are the key parts that our members may care about? Recently, we did feature some of our chapters focusing on highway funds and workforce development. Is that covered in the plan? Actually, it is. Specifically talking on the funding issue, the plan looks to um, invest directly $200 billion of federal spending Mm -hmm. into infrastructure projects. Um, That's not just highways and transit, but also waterways, ports, Mm. airports. So it's a broad array of infrastructure. Uh, In addition, the plan seeks to generate $1.5 trillion, although that exact number may be up to debate, Mm -hmm. um, by asking state, local, and private entities to come to the plate to help fund these projects. So... You know, you've only got $200 billion worth of direct federal spending, um, but they're looking to leverage that into uh, bringing the states, the locals, and the private equity folks to the table. So we talked about infrastructure funding. What about workforce? So the plan also includes workforce development reforms uh, that actually AGC had asked for from the administration back during the transition period and had followed up with a number of times. We'd put together a proposal to the administration for infrastructure investment and investment in our uh, craft uh, workforce. And we're happy to see that two of the major items in that report are in this proposal uh, specifically. One of the proposals is about Pell Grants. Pell Grants are essentially federal funds that are given to students for free, they don't have to pay them back, for higher education. Uh, Higher education in in, in the construction industry is maybe different than other people think about higher education in the sense that we're looking for a lot of career and technical education. And the issue with Pell Grants is you have to be enrolled in a four-year bachelor degree sort of uh, or or two-year associate's degree program that not, might not necessarily fit the mold for a certification for someone to get a license or someone in the construction industry to get the skills that they need. There are a lot of other programs that are high quality and of short duration that should be eligible, and that's one item that this plan would seek to address. On the other side, there's uh, called the Perkins Act. It's the Career and Technical uh, Training Program and the federal government. And that also helps fund uh, students who want to get into career and technical education. uh, And they look to make a number of reforms to that so that, again, there's more opportunities out there for folks that are interested in joining the construction industry to make it easier for them to do so and get the skills necessary to do so. And those are two things that AGC asked for that are right in this plan as well. So if if imitation is uh, the truest form of flattery, we are truly flattered. <laughs> so then another topic that we recently covered was environmental streamlining. Is that mentioned? Yes. Uh, it's, it's actually probably about half of the proposal as well. Oh, wow. Uh, and I would say a lot of the things that our environmental council spoke to you all a few weeks ago about is actually included. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes word for word almost of, of our proposals for streamlining. 
Uh, we asked for firm deadlines, and, and the administration has put forth those firm deadlines mm. looking to take the environmental review and permitting process uh, f- that can take large infrastructure projects more than a decade to go through and limit that for all projects to no more than two years. So that's, oh, a, wow. that's, that's a big win and, and as far as uh, getting an administration to actually say this, is, this must be done. Wow, yes, definitely. Well, speaking about getting things done, is there anything that AGC members and our listeners should be doing right now to either better educate Congress or even help encourage investment in infrastructure? Absolutely. It takes about two minutes for anyone that's out there to go to advocacy.agc.org and um, complete the action alert to send an email or a Facebook message or tweet to a member of Congress. Um, You know, the thing about it is if the folks that are actually going to directly benefit from these projects aren't willing to spend two minutes or less to talk to their members of Congress, it's easy for a member of Congress to say, well, I haven't heard about this from anyone, so they must not really care. Mm -hmm. And really, it's so important for the folks that directly benefit in the construction industry from these various uh, projects to actually remind their members of Congress we care and we're watching. Yeah, definitely. Um, When they go to that site, are they literally just putting their name in and signing something that's already there and it goes out? Or should they think of a thoughtful message to send to Congress? Um, There's already a pre-written note. It's pretty general. And if someone wants to add specifics, they're encouraged to and welcome to. So it's it's very easy, and everything's there, and it'll go right to your members of Congress. And remind us again, what was that website? Advocacy.agc.org. Well, Jimmy, I'm sure this won't be the last time we talk infrastructure, so I'm glad we were able to explain it for our listeners today. Thank you for taking some time. My pleasure. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for listening. This has been the AGC Constructor Cast. Mm-hmm.